Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Welcome to From the Furrow, where we pull in grain industry experts on an array of different topics to keep grain producers in the know. I'm Kristen Steen, your host, located out of Boone, Iowa today while we attend the Farm Progress Show. Today, I have with me Lance Lillibridge, chairman of the Iowa Corn Association. How's it going, Lance? Good. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. So we're going to start things a little light to get going. Okay. What is your favorite part about the Farm Progress Show? Well, my favorite part about the Farm Progress Show is to see the, the new technology. That's one part of it, but actually meeting people. I'm a people person, and so... Just to, to come around and see faces that you haven't seen for a long time, maybe vendors that I haven't talked to in a while, and, and just catching up on that kind of stuff. You know, out on the farm, we, we don't get an opportunity uh, as we're work, doing our daily thing, we don't get an opportunity to see what's new in ag. Yeah. And we don't get to necessarily see new ag faces either. So it's great to come out and meet new people and see old friends. Great social hour for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. To kind of piggyback off of that, what are you hoping to take away from this year's event? Well, I'm really uh, interested in soil health, and I've been kind of a advocate of that for quite some time. And, you know, we've got a great story to tell in Iowa. Back in the 80s and, and even the 70s, I can remember, you know, everything had to be turned black. We had to run a plow. We had, I mean, just... And, and it's changed dramatically. And, you know, if there's one thing that sometimes we don't maybe do quite as good a job as we should, is, is that's to tell that story about how we've changed agriculture and how much better our water quality is, our soil health, all of those things. And so here's an opportunity for us to come and learn and take that next step in the soil health. So that sounds like a few of the list of things that I wanted to talk about around what Iowa producers are really optimistic about right now. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to that? Look, we got great grain prices right now. And, uh, you know, so there's high optimism to the future. But at the same time, we've got extremely high input costs. And uh, so that's that's an issue. But, you know, a farmer is always optimistic. And I just, I don't know how that would ever change. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we're uh, somewhat born into this. You have to want this life. It's not for the faint hearted by any means. The, the risks that we take every day, not only financially, but occupationally. And there's just huge risks every day that most folks don't understand. So let's dig into that a little bit more. When you talk about those risks, what are you? What do you think is the biggest thing that keeps them up at night? Well, you know, one of the big things that uh, would keep me up at night is what's that overnight grain market going to do? <laughs> it's like, gosh, are we going to be up 30 or are we going to be down 30? You know, should I have sold? Should I have not have sold? In the same part with, you know, the inputs. Gosh, is anhydrous going to be 1600 or is it going to be a thousand? Is it going to be 700? You know, do I buy? Do I not buy? There's just so much volatility in everything that we do and it creates a huge amount of risk. You know, weather's another part of that, you know, so we, we think about, wow, that thunderstorm coming across central Iowa, is that going to turn into a derecho? Am I going to look out the window and see flat corn? So, so tell me a little bit about Iowa corn growers and particularly in how they help address either the concerns that farmers have and what keeps them up or also uh, help them encourage them in their optimism. You know, so one of the great things about Iowa corn is all the things that they do are things that I don't have to lose sleep over. I have a marketing specialist. I have a, a soil specialist. I have a communications team. I have a lobbyist. I have a, a geneticist. 
I have all of these excellent, excellent skill sets within Iowa Corn Growers Association that are at my access. I can access them anytime I want as a member. So I don't have to worry about what's going on at the, at the Iowa State House or Washington, D.C. I've got people that are keeping an eye on that. I don't have to worry about, you know, what the EPA is going to do. I mean, I got to worry about it, but I have people that are there watching it for me and, and, and alerting me that I need to maybe jump on a call to action and, and, or something to that effect. When it comes to trade, we've got people that are working on trade all over the world through U.S. Grains Council and also with exporting meat, USMEF, U.S. Meat Export Federation. They're working diligently across the globe to market meat, which we consider corn in all forms. You know, so ethanol, ethanol is huge. We've got a team that's working on ethanol across the globe and domestically here at home. So, so Iowa Corn takes all of those worries off of my shoulders. I sleep better at night. Yeah. I'm going to follow up with you a little bit on that because I'm curious when it comes to the ethanol side of things, how you see this new renewable fuel initiative coming in and affecting ethanol. So I think there is an extremely bright future for ethanol. There's a lot of rhetoric out there about EVs and, you know, EVs just cannot and will not be taking over our transportation. It's, I mean, they can be a part of it. And, and I'm a consumer that likes choice. I think every consumer likes choice. And so if an EV is what you want to drive, that's great. But when it comes to liquid fuels, ethanol has a future that's extremely bright. Clear flame engines, an engine that's going into semi-trucks and agricultural equipment that runs on E98. If we take 10% of the, the semi-tractors that are out on the road today and convert them to clear flame engines, we'll burn another 350 million bushels of corn We'll be turning that into ethanol. Basically, it's a billion gallons of ethanol just for 10% of the, the trucks that are on the road. That's not including any cars or bumping up E15. That's not including aviation fuel either. So there's going to be huge demands. We've got other countries that are, are uh, seeking low carbon fuels. And ethanol is a solution right now, today, for low carbon. If you want to reduce GHG, ethanol is the way to do that. It's got a huge future. So when it comes to legislative items then, how how quickly do you see that expanding all the more? Well, I'm gonna go back to our story and, and farmers telling their story. So when it comes to legislative issues in Iowa specifically, every member of our legislative team is on board with the Next Generations Fuels Act. And that is a that is a, a legislation that will allow for higher blends of, of ethanol in the, in the tank everywhere in the United States. And it would also, encourage auto manufacturers to build uh, engines that are low carbon, high octane engines. Uh, so you'd have better economy, less uh, less emissions. And so if we can get that piece pushed through, we've got, we've got great support for it in the Midwest, but out on the left coast and the, and the east coast, they're just not seeing that yet. And we have to tell that story and show them that we have an answer to GHG. It's ethanol. What would you say the biggest or some of the takeaway items that a corn producer can do to help tell that story? The one thing I would say that every corn producer could do to help tell that story is make sure you are contacting your legislators and don't be afraid to contact legislators out on different states as well. Even though you're not a constituent, 
you can most certainly write them a letter or or call their offices and tell them how important ethanol is not only to our communities but our state but to the whole country we can reduce the cost at the pump with ethanol we have a renewable fuel corn is the best solar panel that we have out there and every year we can do it again and we can do it again and we can do it again and we're not using rare earth minerals to to grow that corn so i don't know how we could possibly have it any better and we just need to tell that story that you know, right here in the Midwest, we can feed and fuel the world with what's going on right here in Iowa. What a great message. What a great message. Uh, any other legislative items that are coming down the pipeline that you want us to be aware of? Well, we've got some concerns when it comes to the EPA. The EPA is trying to reopen and look at atrazine. Right now, the uh, allowable parts per billion in water they, is 15 parts per billion. The EPA wants to reduce that to 3.5, or they're proposing to do that. If that should happen, we would lose atrazine as one of the tools in our toolbox. We would not be able to use that in Iowa, and that would be very problematic. We would go backwards with everything that we've done with soil health. We're going to go back to the 80s if we lose atrazine. We'll be plowing, we'll be using tillage to control weeds and pests, and we can't let that happen. So we need every farmer out there to go on to iowacorn.org and look for the uh, the messaging that we need to send to EPA and let the EPA know that we need to have this product. It, there's many scientific studies, or SAPs they call them, scientific advisory panels, that have been done that, that show that atrazine is a safe product. And we just need the EPA to acknowledge that and use that, that study. Go out there, folks. Uh, looking ahead, what should farmers call it 10, 15, 20 years from now? What should they be planning for? Oh, that's a great question. I, you know, 10, 15 years from now, I guess I, I'm looking at uh, who's going to be running my farm. You know, is it is it going to be my son or my daughter or is it, uh, you know, am I going to look for a young farmer to do that? Or, you know, the farmers in this country are getting older. We need younger generation to come in here. So, and, and you know, that is one of the great things about the Farm Progress Show, too. Is I'm seeing a bunch of young guys running around here looking at what's next, what's in, what's in the future for me. So... You know, keep keep looking for better and better technology. Keep looking for more efficiency, new innovations. Uh, all of those things are going to keep agriculture number one in this country. So I would just say, keep looking for that next new ticket. Sounds like a huge, a lot of opportunities ahead of us. What would what would be some of the opportunities that you think producers miss the most right now? Grain marketing, there are so many opportunities there that, uh, you know, how, how do we stay on top of that? That's a tough, I try to watch the grain markets every day. And I think if, if every producer could get more informed to the technicals, the fundamentals of marketing our grain, the, the world issues, grain seems to be traded a lot on headlines. And so we need to be extremely informed to what's going on across the globe. And by doing those things or or maybe working with somebody, we can have a better bottom line. Extremely informed and prepared to be able to take advantage of whatever those risks or opportunities may, may provide. Yeah, in farming with the risks, there's a lot of emotion in that, you know, and uh, so if we can figure out how to mitigate that emotion and use it to our advantage and not to our disadvantage, we would certainly move mountains with that. So bold prediction time here when we're talking about all the different headlines. One of the big ones recently was the Pro Farmer Tour 
and what their prediction on the national average for uh, yield on corn and soybeans. What's your guess? So I, I've uh, been around, uh, not gone into the fields and, and done the technical uh, type evaluation, but I've been to the East Coast and I've been out West a little bit. I think they're close, but I think they overshot it a little bit, especially in the beans. Uh, I don't think we have the bean crop out there that, that maybe we're predicting. I'm a little bit concerned about the corn as well. Eastern Iowa, western, uh, northwestern Illinois seems to be a garden spot. Southern Minnesota, southeast Minnesota. You know, we got some awful good crops here, but I don't think it's going to carry what we're losing in the rest of the country right now. There is some real devastation in Kansas and Texas and Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, even out in uh, Indiana and Ohio, Michigan, there's there's some places out there that are not good. And Tennessee, Kentucky, you know, we think about all these smaller states, they're still producing corn, a significant amount of corn, and that adds up. And uh, I don't think that we're going to see that that yield. I think we're I think we're off by about four or five bushels on that. Well, and our and our hearts go out to those that are struggling with that too, especially out west with the big drought that they've seen, and and while they're trying to feed their livestock and whatnot too. So, Lance, what's a good way to get a hold of you? So the best way to get a hold of me is just go to iowacorn.org, and I have some contact information on there. You can be up, send me an email if you'd like, or uh, reach out to Iowa Corn, and then uh, they can get me in touch with so. If you have any questions, please go to iowacorn.org. If you're not a member, would love to have you sign up now. Even if you're not from Iowa, maybe another corn producing state here at the Farm Progress Show, I would encourage you to go to your local commodity group and become a member of that commodity group. Awesome. Well, we appreciate the time, the insight, and look forward to uh, all that you said that is ahead of us by way of opportunities. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate being here.